0: Spoiled movie reviews. Hey, welcome to another episode of Spoiled Movie Reviews on the Blackout Who Tips Premium Podcast Network. I am your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Kieran. and we are here to give you a movie review that you, for a movie you've either seen, don't ever plan on seeing, or just don't care about spoilers because we spoil it okay today's movie is the big creature feature godzilla minus one um and we're gonna break down what we liked about it what we didn't like score from zero to five but the first thing we gotta do is tell y'all about the trailers we saw because we went to the theater to see We're this the, we was in the movies y'all okay now i gave karen the choice i said what you want to see you want to see renaissance or you want to see godzilla and she picked godzilla because she's a fucking nerd guys okay <laughs> i am y'all um the first movie trailer we saw was kingdom of the planet of the apes yes come on caesar son Bitch, let's go Yeah, um, I'm all the way in. Y'all know how I feel about these Planet of the Apes movies. And it's funny because we went through that whole trilogy, I believe, it might have even been four parts, but Mm -hmm. we went through all those movies to get here. This is really what Planet of the Apes was when I was a kid was you just started with a bunch of people in monkey costumes telling people what to do telling people not in monkey costumes what to do. Mm-hmm. And now we see, like, how they got there, except we know the full backstory. And I can't wait. I, for one, cannot wait to see what they do with the premise because now we're finally at the point where the apes actually are the bad guys. Like, yes. they are the oppressors. We went full circle from watching them overcome oppression and and a rev- making a revolutionary trilogy to this. And I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, so I didn't see the re- whatever the Ghostbusters sequel was, the last one. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I need to see it because I'm not. going to stop holding it against that movie that I like the women Ghostbusters film and everybody just hated it. Yeah. Fuck it. People didn't like it. I loved it. There's no sweat off my back. I'm not a huge fan original Ghostbusters guy in the way of like... Like, I know the pop culture of it, but I right. wasn't... I never really worshipped at those movies the way... Me either. Some people did. That being said, um, I liked them enough to want to be interested in seeing, you know, more content based off of those IPs. So, I think I'm going to go ahead and watch that that one. I have it already on, my, on one of my streaming services. I just didn't take the time. And then if I like that, I'll go see this. But I need to watch that first because I just feel like obviously skipping that movie and then hopping into this new Paul Rudd thing doesn't make sense
1: right and also I don't know as of right now it might change I'm going to continue to folk hot because I just do not like the way that they did the women and you know I feel a certain way about that and I understand things things move on you know people get screwed over yada 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 but I'm like that. Literally, could have been a wonderful franchise that y'all shitted on just to reboot. Act like that shit just didn't exist. So I just feel a certain way about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, totally understand. I felt that way about the last one they did. So, but I think I'm over it now. I'm, I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. If they got good, entertaining movies, I want to watch them. Um, Imaginary, which I think it stars DeWanda Wise, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's like it. First of all, it looks weird. Um, because the premise is, like, this uh, black woman moves in. Yeah, it was the Wonderwise. Uh She moves into, like, a neighborhood because they always got to move into a neighborhood. And she's got, like, a little white girl that's her kid. I don't know. It seemed like a little white girl. I don't know if it was, uh, like, adopted, caretaker, whatever. Right. And then the little white girl is playing with a, with a bear that was handed down from the black woman to her, it seems, and it was her imaginary friend when she was a kid, but horror movie, because now the imaginary friend is an evil entity that's going to do all the tropes of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another Blumhouse production.
1: Yeah, I seen that. I was like, oh, horror.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Mm-mm, I don't do that. The question I have is, when are we going to have horror movie fatigue? Well, right? We, we, we no one's talking about that. World War <laughs> World War 1 and World War 2 fatigue. I'm just well, I'm specifically horror movie fatigue because Bloomhouse has been killing it uh when it comes to budget versus uh box office. Yes. Um, the horror movies make bank right now because they don't cost a lot to make and they just they're putting them out now. This it used to be an October thing. Now horror movies are pretty much a year-round thing. Yes. I actually think the release date for this might be like March or some shit. Mhm. Um, so for me, I've just, I, I'm not trying to start no shit, but I'm just mm-hmm. wondering why you never hear, if it's just about how many movies and how they all kind of favor each other and they're all kind of derivative of each mm-hmm. other. I mean, this looks like every fucking, like, uh, poltergeist, uh, mm-hmm. the witch, whatever those, you know, uh, those movies with the nun dolls and stuff like, uh, yep, they I'll all kind it. of look similar. Yes, they do. But somehow, uh, only only hero superhero movies are the ones that get brought up interesting it's just interesting uh but yeah i'm out uh argyle we've seen this trailer a million times i think it's called argyle i don't even remember the name name anymore it's Mm -hmm. just i'm not gonna see it me either um it looks too fucking goofy and i love bryce dallas howard but this shit looks goofy as fuck Mm -hmm. um and, and it's by the kingsman dude and i don't think i like the kingsman dudes movies i think i liked the kingsman, kingsman.
1: and then i haven't liked and then the rest of since. them were kind of like oh uh, i guess and then
0: uh, like and the thing i want to say about the kingsman thing i didn't like the kingsman prequel one either um which i did watch um the thing about the kingsman that i think it had a moment and i really think in the very first one with the closing scene it fucked it up yeah and and i'll never forget it because i remember noticing it at the end of that movie when we did our review and being like i really like that movie it was really fun very weird last scene but really fun and i think that's where you know the kingsman goes wrong with these movies is it's supposed to kind of be a send-up of the james bond shit it's supposed to kind of be like poking fun of that and at some point it just full-fledged was like no it is like James Bond, and there's not any irony anymore. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you lost something. Yes, they did. You lost something. It used to be like a fun thing, but now you're genuinely trying to be that. And the scene I'm talking about is when he's like literally going to fuck this girl in the ass or something because he saved the world. And I was like, yes. oh, that's that's too bad. You guys almost corny. had it. You guys almost had it. Didn't I need that scene? <clears throat> um, The cello, I don't even know what this was. The Cello it it wasn't a full preview. It was like
1: less than 30 seconds and basically this dude got a cello and the cello is cursed and so I don't know. This was confusing.
0: Yeah, it has Jeremy Irons in it, which is, you know, a big name actor and shit, but it the the trailer was like less than a minute. Mm-hmm. It gave you no real plot details. Nope.
1: Shit made it, no sense. It was
0: like he just looked at the screen and was like the cello. Oh, the cello. Is it gonna be a
1: cello? Yeah, he's playing the cello. The strings break. Okay, like it's the cello. The
0: cello. I was like, okay, I I don't. I I guess I'm I'm definitely not in the cello. I don't know who. Like, I feel like you to be into that movie. It it requires that you already know what it's about.
1: Yeah, it probably based off a book or something like that. Possibility.
0: So for you, it's like, oh shit, they finally made a movie based off of this thing I like. But for me, I'm like, but what's the movie about?
1: Right, you gotta show me more than twenty-five seconds, dog.
0: The Boy and the Heron looks like a Miyazaki film, oh, uh, bitch, I'm Studio in. Ghibli. Uh, I think it actually came out today, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, them you can't go wrong with those. Mm. All those films are five out of five. Don't, so I mean, gorgeous. It is what it is. I mean, I'm
1: in. Even if we don't go see it, I'm gonna see it as soon as it starts streaming. If we don't get to go see it,
0: before I feel it bad the if theater. it beats out. Uh, some of my uh if it beats out like across the spider-verse or whatever because a lot of people this can't. one's coming out closer to award time and mm-hmm. look studio ghibli don't miss dog they so never miss yeah I'm, I'm in i'm into this um and then lastly iss which is not about in school suspension <laughs> it's a movie about the uh in the the space station um and like a war breaks out um on earth the people in the space station are from russia and the u.s and they both get orders on their side to like take over the space station and that that it becomes like a a thriller in space of these people fighting to death in the space station and uh yeah I, i mean it looks good it looks intense i don't really know if i'm in for it or not to I be noticed. honest i like science fiction um but i'm not a huge thriller guy so i don't know the the cast wasn't really like i don't know the people in the cast i know right. the black woman uh ariana Debose, who's in wish and west side story and craven and apparently argyle so she's having a moment but i never got into hamilton and stuff so it it, it to me it's just like i was like rooting for her just off the strip for her. oh a black woman mm-hmm. but i don't really know her work like that to get to be like i got to see this but right uh if it gets good reviews i might check it but um uh, yeah that was so that was iss what'd you think about that trailer
1: oh yeah i won't be going to see it okay
0: all right uh godzilla minus one all right let's break down what we like what we didn't like don't forget we do spoil the movie uh and uh shikishima uh lives at the end and so does his uh his 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 romantic interest and akiko the baby they adopted yes so it's a happy ending after all that stuff we love to see it godzilla does get fucked up um all right let's give you the plot synopsis feeling as if he unfairly cheated death too many times shikishima A surviving kamikaze pilot is attacked on Odo Island along with many warplane engineers by a gargantuan monster. After the engineers die due to Shikishima failing to distract the monster, an overwhelming amount of guilt weighs on him, especially after a homeless woman and a baby move into his home when he returns. Shikishima now on a personal mission teams up with a large group of veterans to finally take down the monster known as Gojira. Uh, All right let's talk about what we liked karen i'll let you go first the number one thing i absolutely love they know
1: why i came they was like godzilla and bitch we got him mm-hmm. and i'm very, very glad we got him they went bullshitting he was on there multiple times for extended periods of time fucking shit up wrecking shit up fucking people up tearing up buildings and i was fucking here for it it was i had a ball and i also like the fact that you got to see like two like two or three versions of godzilla like you got to see him like progressively and grow and get bigger because the first time you seen godzilla he was kind of small but when you see him later on you were like god damn oh I, oh and I, it, it was just so much fun to see godzilla <coughs> when you see godzilla
0: yeah they understood the assignment and the gravity and the space uh Uh, And that's what Godzilla is about. It's about the epicness of how huge Godzilla is. Um, And so, yeah, we basically saw Godzilla from like what we which which is still like a T-Rex sized monster at the beginning. But apparently was baby Godzilla. And by the end, it's just, you know, a city crushing behemoth. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I agree with you. I did like that. Um, Another thing that I liked, um, the film had a lot of heart. You know, um I normally when it's a Godzilla movie, I'm not as intrigued by the B story or the even maybe Godzilla's even the B story, but I'm not normally that intrigued by whatever the characters are going through, especially in the American versions. They just right. do not do a great job Mm-mm. of weaving the character's story into anything really about Godzilla, right. In this case, the survivors guilt, that shikishima had from being a kamikaze pilot who you know essentially did not perform his duty at the end of the mission Mm -mm. um and and you know and then being in a position where he possibly could have killed godzilla as a when it was a smaller monster with his plane but he was too afraid and ended up everyone ended up getting dying on the island and stuff um I actually thought that really worked well and it really helped his character arc of being you know essentially kamikaze attacking um uh godzilla's uh godzilla at the end with his his explosive plane it actually made sense and i love that you know the swerve of him not dying because i i thought that the uh person that worked on the plane definitely had put like a ejector seat in there for him Mm. because a big undercurrent of the movie was how much japan just threw people's lives away at this war and mm. like they didn't like the military complex did not care for the lives of their soldiers and that's why they didn't even put like ejection seats in their planes which is one of the reasons you had so many kamikaze pilots because they were like we expect you to fly off and not come back die with honor and i love that this movie kind of poked holes in that and said that's not honorable that's not fucked up that's just the government being extremely expedient and fucked up I love that that and then how his actual personal story and the Godzilla stuff all ties into that I really I really dug his his arc and um the uh story with his with, with, with basically his adopted now family mm-hmm. coming together I I did not expect to be crying near the end of this movie but I had a couple of tears when he came in that hospital room and our girl was still alive and I said oh man this like this movie got me on more than just oh it's a big monster and this they're gonna try to blow it up it, it got me on a personal level
1: yeah and also uh, uh speaking of him I like his adopted family. Mm-hmm. uh and it, they kind of just came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just kind of plopped their way into his life and I appreciate the growth of their relationship I appreciate them not quote-unquote automatically making them a couple you know I appreciate you know just just the growth and the process that you know that that went through
0: yeah and 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 just you know to to to, to that effect to add to what you're saying it's not even just that they're not a couple or whatever it's the fact that he wouldn't let himself live and admit that he had feelings for her and that that was his family the tremendous guilt that he felt would not he felt like I should have died so I'm not gonna let myself be happy and then the reset of when he does try to be happy and then um uh uh Noriko ends up sacrificing herself to save him I and did he's not like, see that coming. Boy right. She pushed him out the where that blast hit her. I said, Oh, she dead Right. And it's like, um Of course he had been trying to live and then he finally said, I'm I wanna I'm gonna try to be happy with this woman and this baby. Right. And then BAM that happens and he's like back to zero. I should just kill myself, basically. Oh uh, like uh tremendous, tremendous
1: for me the action and it kind of goes with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Just the action. The action was absolutely amazing and outstanding. I kind of almost forgot other people's in the movie theater. <laughs> I was loud as shit there, cause it was sh- things would happen. I was like, oh my gosh, oh shit, like all loud. But I didn't care, cause was like three of us in that fucking movie theater, and I actually had it was a joy, and it was the action made it so much fun that goes back to godzilla they understood the assignment there was no zooming away while somebody said let them fight bitch i don't care i don't care about you i want to see godzilla fuck shit up
0: yeah it's basically a disaster film in, in the best ways um and they treated godzilla like a natural disaster um another thing i liked about this it was japanese Yes. and so for some people it's going to be a negative that it's Japanese because it's subtitles and you have to read them the whole film um, but I liked that it was Japanese because there was an understanding about what Godzilla means there and the allegory to not just nuclear warfare but the allegory to like how Japan was in the war and treated their own soldiers um, it, the allegory to living after a disaster the way that Japan was basically a character in the film because it was after World War II, after the bombs were dropped on them. And this is a culture trying to pick itself back up. Um, and the way that the citizens were the heroes, because in, you know, in a lot of the in a lot of the old Japanese movies, it's kind of like the military is kind of a hero or like a branch of, you know, some scientific part of the military in this case it was like the citizens coming together a lot of ex-military people but like saying let's fight this war the right way we're going to care about each other's lives. We're going to sacrifice ourselves for everybody else. We are doing this to have a future, yes. not because it's a nihilistic, like, fuck it. No, the only the only thing you should serve is Japan. It's like, no, we should serve the fellow people. I feel like only a Japanese director, writer, I feel like those yeah. are the only people that could have done this movie this way. Because uh, Americans are too fascinated by just the spectacle and the explosions and 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 all of that stuff and not the themes underneath it in my opinion and in this case i think they truly truly got it um and 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 even the visual imagery of godzilla's um laser thing uh, culminating in basically a nuclear explosion every time it was used Mm -hmm. that that meant something because that's a trauma those people have just been through and they're going through it again it's like how are we going to get out of this? And they got out of it with the power of each other and the power of hope and living. Um, and I just, man, there was just something so beautiful about that.
1: I actually liked the lymph. The lymph of the movie was perfect. Mm. It wasn't too long and it wasn't too short. You got everything you need packed within the, uh, uh, the storyline and, and I, and I, was truly satisfied.
0: Yeah. There's no after credit scenes or anything like that. So, Even though it says it's two hours, it's more like an hour and maybe 50, hour 55. But, uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I I enjoyed the length as well. Um, Trying to think, what else did I like? Uh, Oh, man, supporting cast. Like, there's some Mm -hmm. funny moments in this movie and uh like especially once he gets to the fishing boat
1: yes them dudes yeah yeah
0: everybody's like doing their thing like that was so fun to me uh watching that and um and like each one having like their own archetype you know the kid the the scientist and like Uh, each person kind of got a moment to shine in this film um and in addition to you know those people that's not the only supporting cast also the woman who lived next door who lost her children and blamed him for it at first and then eventually ends up being a caretaker to kiko and and, it kind of becomes like a surrogate mom to him i love that
1: ended up softening up yeah you know uh type of thing yeah because when he first got there boy she was really nasty yeah and a lot of his anger hurt pain and things like that and you know it's one of those things she's i don't care but she actually still cares Mm -hmm. you know she has feelings she kind of understood you know that a lot of these things was beyond everybody's control Mm-hmm. you know and so i like like it slowly was growth in other characters also i like the part of going back to what you were said about him living him going on that boat was part of him living mm-hmm. because all of a sudden he had friends he had comrades he started inviting them over they started joking he started back you know becoming close with them and things like that. Was like yeah that was a part of that process where you open yourself up so you can quote unquote live again and, and even they were like hey dog uh, your wife and kid, and he had to explain them. To no, that's not my wife. No, that's not my kid. And they were, and they were the ones that were like. I don't know what you thought, but yeah, dog, this is your family, whether you like it or not. He right. had to accept that.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you have another one?
1: Oh, for me, uh, it's uh, suspense. I like the fact that it was very uh, suspenseful, uh, and one of the most uh, suspenseful scenes was when uh is it noriko no
0: that's that's the woman's name that was his that moved okay
1: yes noriko when noriko had uh left him because she had got a job in the city because she was like you know what since you know we're not gonna be together i'm gonna you know get a job go to city style work you know kind of move move on and so he was at home with the baby and all of a sudden godzilla decides to show up in the city and she's on that train And the train, the Godzilla, like, chews up the train while she's on it. And it was so suspenseful. It was moments like that where you're like, oh, my gosh, who's going to live? Who's going to die? And I really do. And that that kind of action, all that stuff kind of go together. But it's just something about that that made it very intriguing to see just people fly everywhere. You've seen boats. You've seen, you know, buses. It, It was just really, really fun with the suspense
0: um and uh colorful it was so colorful yes it was um i love godzilla's light whenever his he would his tail would light up when he was going to shoot the laser and the explosions were colorful um and even just like some of the like battles and explosions during the like uh the the, uh, the ramping up to the last battle that was cool too um and i think something like that that essentially is almost like a reboot of the franchise or retelling of the origin story you know in my mind it's a Saturday morning creature feature and it's black and white and it's old and it's a man in a costume and they found a way to like capture that heart but keep it modern looking and colorful and I enjoyed that
1: yeah and uh, my last thing is if you love the theme music of Godzilla you will love this because when Godzilla show up they roll
0: that sound, and you're like, yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And um, you know, I think my last thing is they really just ha- captured the heart of the creature feature. If you grew up as a Godzilla person, and there's listen, I get it. There's not that many of us. There's people that think they like Godzilla, but they don't. And I and I'm and I'm not knocking that because there's I think I get hyped up for the nostalgia of Godzilla. Then I watch it, and I'll be like oh god i hate this you know um like that like i don't like that monarch series uh on on, on amazon i didn't like the 2014 mm-hmm. 2015 godzilla where godzilla's in it for 20 minutes like right now nah, I, I want yeah, i didn't
1: care too much for those. yeah people. like
0: this this is not a story that really it uh, has much to do with godzilla you know um this one to me just nailed the epic scope and spectacle of a godzilla film but also with the heart that a lot of these directors are trying to find this one found it and especially the macro theme of just japan post-war needing hope needing something to fight for and finding that and fighting for each other uh dislikes Karen.
1: I didn't have a problem with it but i could see some people have with subtitles like mm-hmm. for some people just, they just do not like reading the screen but it didn't yep. bother me and to think about it even though you had to read the screen it wasn't kind of quote-unquote wordy mm-hmm. so it was just enough so but it didn't bother me at all and i like the fact that it was in this original language
0: yeah i thought it added what it added in authenticity i think is just worth it for me mm-hmm. um uh for me i will say special effects to me were not that great i think they had to have a lot of fight scenes underwater too, to like kind of you know to to kind of like it kind of keeps you know like 90 percent of the creatures submerged in those fight scenes so you know i'm sure that helps it didn't look bad don't get me wrong it did not look bad but like There's these moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, this move it moves stiff. It doesn't um like and maybe it's just paying homage to the original person in the costume, Mm -hmm. which was a very stiff looking, you know, like monster that would stomp and do all this shit. But, you know, there was times where I felt like it moved so stiff, especially when you get towards the end and it's so big. Cause that first scene when it's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex size, that motherfucker was moving. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, if this is what the fuck this movie going to be, I don't even know how they going to beat Godzilla. <laughs> me either. Like, <laughs> but I guess they was like, we got to slow you down because you're so much bigger. Yeah, but by the end when it's giving you the full body shots of it, it I don't know, it lost a little something in the intimidation department to me because it just animated kind of stiff, you know, but... uh yeah that's a little thing uh anything else mm-hmm. i will say to me i know you said you didn't mind lift. it felt a little long not a lot long like five ten minutes long like if uh, and I, and like not enough for me to really like have not enjoyed it but i feel like they probably could have trimmed some stuff up or made stuff a little faster when it came to like the whole family dynamic stuff um because you see that you see godzilla in the beginning like almost right away and that's amazing but then like i want to say it's a good 40 minutes to an hour before you get that second time you see them when they're out there on that boat it like to the point where i started like like yeah to the point where i was like oh no like i started getting that feeling like 2014 godzilla or whatever i was like oh boy oh did they got me again it's been 40 minutes since we even seen godzilla is this gonna be another one of those like I gotta wait two hours to get ten minutes of Godzilla at the end? Because if so, that I'm be mad. So it didn't go that far, but you know, a co- that first stretch is a long stretch, uh, and I was just like, "What is Godzilla up to though?" Like I know you trying to get on your feet, get a job. That's cool. Ah! but remember i, I know you're moving on up in society and got a motorcycle and shit yeah the title of this movie is not uh Shima. the title of this movie is actually godzilla minus one so um uh, but yeah let's rate it zero to five this was
1: a five. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It, w- it was fun. It was entertaining. It gave me everything I wanted. I was uh acting like I was at the house. I had a ball. I give it a five out of five.
0: Yeah, I would give it um a four and a half. This is definitely the best Godzilla film I've seen probably ever. And I would have to rewatch the ones from when I was a kid. To see if I just like was a kid or if I've re- those films could hold up. Right. But like to me, this is the definitive Godzilla experience. This is what I would like a Godzilla film to be. Um and um yeah, it was they nailed it, and especially I just did not expect to be hit with the gut punch or the heart in the film. It just, that's what took it to the next level, is if you I think this is what everyone else has been trying to do with Godzilla, and they just failed at doing it. This one, I connected with the people. So, like, a dude running around trying to find his dad and the other one, I didn't care about. But this dude and, and this found family after the devastation of a world war and the tra- and, and then, like, his inability to get over his guilt of surviving, oh, pour it in my veins. So good. And it ends where you might get a sequel because mm-hmm. we see the Godzilla, like, clump that was destroyed kind of re-healing itself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so, why they called it Minus One.
0: Yeah, so I wonder if we're going to get some more from this director with this premise and, and I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with a sequel because honestly, the story to me felt so complete. Yeah. If they don't do a sequel, I would be 100% fine with that. Me too. As a standalone. But, you know, I get it. It's, it made more money than people thought. It's a huge hit in Japan. Um They probably going to sequel this shit up. Mm-hmm all right, we had a couple, um, movie reviews that we got comments on, the first one is the Marvels, that's the last one we did, we got some comments on that, eight comments, um, Rona Raphael says, uh, he left two comments, okay, I just saw the Marvels and I shall sleep good tonight, fell asleep typing, I got to go see it again i was a happy kid at the end but the end credits began to roll i first caught these hands and i was like oh shit yes yeah, back to the movie i loved it and it was great to see all three women shine didn't expect the cameos and yeah it really made secret invasion not make sense but it's all good i agree with the lack of resolve in Ada. a lot of planet at least um at least give us a scene of them singing we're gonna be all right or i don't know whatever is the closest that they can come up with in the final credit Felt like we could use a song from them as a comedic ending or even discovery of a galactic being. Either way, I have Nia DaCosta up there as a contender to direct either Avengers Secret Wars or upcoming X-Men movie. She is good at balancing multiple characters and tones and giving them their shine on camera. I did miss my man's wife and thought that she would appear at the Louisiana scene. I really dislike people who just have to tell this movie because it's directed by a black woman and led by women. New York Times had a headline saying, you've seen this movie thirty times, 32 times before. Is it Daily Mail and New York Post that will be reasonable? But I'm sure that if I were to go back and look at headlines for various white men-led franchises, it's more graceful. Right. Then tomorrow, uh, these are the same people who are, why aren't women getting more opportunities? Right. There were similar. They were doing similar to Echo when the first trailer dropped. I saw a bunch of negative talkers start talking great about the MCU. All of a sudden, fuck out of here. Thanks for an awesome episode, as always.
1: Thank you. Then he
0: writes back in and says, I just came out of my second viewing with my kid just before the end when Nick Fury asked the 300-plus-year-old, uh, the black dude with the beard, how's, every- how's everything? He confirms that the planets will make a full recovery. I didn't catch that on first viewing. Takes care of Aladna. Uh, I caught it Aladdin too. Uh, Even better on the second viewing and the end credits. Yeah, thank you for that. Because I had missed that and I didn't see it twice yet. Classic R&B lover says, Hi Rod and Karen, I love the Marvels it had moments when i laughed out loud and moments when i was on the verge of tears it was beautiful both in terms of look and content i give it four stars the minute i got home from the theater i went to listen your review because i heard your praise for it on Karen hunter show on friday i not only plan to see it again i'm going to rewatch miss marvel to see what connections to the film i inadvertently unknowingly missed during my first watch two things first i was too i was too confused by the moving scene because I wondered if the cons were moving into Monica's house, but the items looked at the in the boxes were Carol's. Remember the mother making note of the fact that the boxes said kitchen items, but it was hot sauces and the car and the Carl and her signing uh husband plates. Um uh oh Carol and her signing husband's plate. Okay. Carol then told Kamala that she was watching over the place until Monica returned. Secondly, Carol did have the other bracelet. I wonder if she needed it to give her extra power to revive the son or Holler. Or if it was in uh, the case when the movie started, the two bracelets need to be separated to prevent someone from getting too much power like you. I hope Kamala gets it because everything about her radiates joy. Like when she was dancing on the singing planet and wondering why Monica and Carol weren't getting their lives to the dope music. It is a connection to her family history. J-Dub says, I came to the point to the comments to point out that the boxes had Carol's items in it. And she told Kamala she was watching the plane until Monica came back. Thank you. Yeah, thank y'all for clearing that up. I missed it. Sean says, first off, great great review. How to make this movie a five summary of ideas. Add a two to three minute scene showing how Darby ended the Civil War and brought her enemies to heel just before or just after the Quantum Band's discovery. Remove the flirking audio tag post-credit audio scene and add a 10 second Bollywood dance scene in the Latina or even just an audio tag post credit audio scene of aladnians singing i mean even just fury editing the database to reflect that aladno was now 95.8% covered by water you nailed it right also hank beast called maria Rambo binary in the mid-credit sequence binary was the moniker adopted by carol danvers in the period of the comics where she lost her powers to rogue but somehow got the powers of a white hole a theoretical physical singularity physics singularity that is like a black hole in reverse allowing her to emit light heat energy and control gravity not going to speculate on how they're going to handle her character in the mcu or even if she has a similar origin story to Binary from the comics, but I look forward to seeing her in action. I enjoy the character introduction phase of Marvel, but they really do shine in the build-up and resolution phases. They've got a lot of threads out here, out there. Let's see what they can weave. He also replied, Query, was I the only one that noticed that the villain was basically following the same dastardly plan as Dark Helmet and Spaceballs? Uh, no, you weren't. I saw a lot of people bring that up on Twitter. Normally, as like a jab at the film uh but yeah that's that was funny i I didn't pick it up when i watched it. hilarious sailor agony left a pretty long comment he says pretty fun film from the charming energy of Amon villani if this film had more marketing time and both strikes were ironed out sooner she alone sells this because she's just Mm -hmm. affable and fun not to say that Brie Larson and Tiana Paris can't sell this. They can. But for the record, I thoroughly enjoy as well them as well. Wish Zawi Ashton Dar- Ashton's Darbin had more characteristics that made her a much more imposing threat. Uh, she certainly had the potential from a range standpoint. And director Nia Costa made her look sweet on planet Aladna with that walk towards the ship before fighting the Marvels directly. But there's not much of that with her. Films really about the journey of the three light-powered women working together. The plot could have provided more, but more of these should be like this going forward. Save your two-plus-hour endeavors for the bigger films with bigger conflicts. Right. It's under two hours. It moves at a good pace. It's well-directed. It's one of Marvel Studios' best choreographed movies in this phase. Not named Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's an all-around good time. I also enjoyed both last credit scenes. BCGI looks fucking good. Y'all made some excellent points about how movies have become like sports teams, team originality, team IP, team depth of cinema, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Twitter and cinephiles, and I'll even put myself here, exacerbate the trends of the industry. There's too much punditry that even my ass is tired of this shit. Variety propagating against uh, Marvel Studios and Nia DaCosta was absolutely fucked up and just thirsting for starved content because of the strikes. Forgot to mention how reeking a massage noir was in regards to Nia because directors before her have been doing projects X and Y mid film for years. Spielberg did it in ninety three with Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Using the Marvels as the end of the MCU has been more exaggerated than Joe Biden needing to step uh, step aside for a younger person for president, and movies as an art form dying has been exaggerated as well. Box office has been struggling since 2020. Right, it's actually nuts that Marvel films uh, until the Marvels were making decent to great money until the until the, this film. You guys, uh, a, an eternal movie made $400 million worldwide in a pandemic, and people want to throw fatigue in my face? Fuck out of here. Marvel Studios will be fine. COVID happened. Habits were changing before then. Inflation is kicking our asses. Maybe theaters shouldn't make ticket prices 15 to $20. And to be fair to the Marvels, the fact that it, did what it did post writer's strike ain't half bad all things considered people seem to like it it's not outright love if not outright love it the actors got to promote what they could and that's all you could ask for Amon had the right answer for whether this film makes the money back. I don't want to focus on something that's not in my control because what's the point? That's for Bob Iger. The bigger the box office has nothing to do with me. I'm happy with the finished product and the people that I care about enjoyed the film. It's genuinely a good time watching this movie and that's all we can ask for with these films. It has superheroes. It, ha- it takes place in space. It's not that deep. It's about teamwork and sisterhood. It's a fun movie and I'm just so happy that I can share it with people. She gave a textbook answer. Ain't shit she can do about it. She ain't got to deal with the insufferable souls Sucking shareholders bob does uh barbenheimer was a -a once-in-a-lifetime event which still had the benefit of writers and actors promoting still until the day of the strikes once that shit ended despite a few over performances this is what the experience has been in theater and even that was about the money then the substance of the astute material given from both movies you know what we actually go to the movies for now I've actually been interested in how a movie makes a profit since 1999, so this isn't new to me. When Bowfinger featured two of my favorite comedians, Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin, together, it was fucking kismet. And Heather Graham, my goodness, Eddie played two characters and Martin played a past his prime director needing uh, something to behold. I guess was well, something to behold back then. Um, it did well, but the financial success of for Universal Pictures and image entertainment Ron Howard's producing arm with Brian Grazer was beside the point. I saw it three times as a child and I have pleasant memories of it, still do. The kung fu shit at the end aged like dog water, but never once did I ever think about the financial aspects of the movie. Right. It was also a simpler, less cynical time too. People got to throw movie is and going to do well because of whatever reason. You can throw that at every release since COVID, but uh, since COVID put the kibosh on shit nearly four years ago, it's still here. People are more risk-averse than ever to conventional wisdom, and it's just a new era we're in now. People will show up when they're good and ready. Not to mention, the studios were about streaming until it was killing their bottom line. Cue the Netflix Was Right soundtrack. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Did the Marvels flop because of fatigue? No, because explain to me why Wakanda Forever, Black Widow, No Way Home, Love and Thunder, Shang-Chi, Guardians Volume 3, Eternals, and even fucking Quantumania, for Christ's sake, did what they did, all things considered. If anything, it was good old-fashioned bad timing for the latest film. It makes the most sense, to be honest. It was delayed, worked on, tweaked, date was moved and the strike happened. And I still think and I still think pushing it to November was the right call because no one wins 100 percent. Every film's momentum has been struck, stuck in neutral for a minute. And people just can't throw five on it like in 2019, awaiting Sam Wilson to play Steve Rogers on your left. Also, to Marvel Studios, welcome to being a movie studio 15 years in, and you had your first film, not truly big hit, the since the Incredible Hulk. I hate that it was a female led vehicle. That this, that's this one, but it is what it is.
1: And the thing about the Incredible Hulk, that Disney didn't make that one, like the like the one. He,
0: you, I think he's talking about the one with Ed Norton.
1: Yes, they didn't do that one. Yeah, they
0: did. They did. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Marvels did that before Disney bought them, I think, but. <gasps> marvel did do that one okay uh but then uh what's his name ruffalo took over the role oh,
1: oh that's right because he did because the dude that was had played the role didn't want to like he guess he something happened and they, they was like well well we're not going to choose you then so okay right. okay i get that but uh, but yeah you know when you go back to it yeah that and captain america and like the first story yeah these these didn't come out
0: gangbuster they did everything per usual but without the talent to sell most of this 2023 was a crazy ass year for them which makes the marvel's news cycle so off to me because it's a solid movie some long time behind the scenes folks will let go making tv is actually hard making visual effects is draining hence union jonathan major's domestic violence allegations and Tenoch Huertas. Uh, own dv allegations we've taken their consistency for granted it won't stop the dailies or social media from having other another outlandishly absurd take about movies dying for the 500th time because you're star for content but just keep making good shit like this and people will come it may take a while but the people will come back scaling back to one film deadpool 3 and 24 helps us breathe with the uh, all the candy we've gotten i ain't worried Man, I didn't think this would be long, but yes, I had a lot to say. I needed a week to gather my thoughts on this. Rod and Karen, so thank you as always. Y'all stellar commentary on issues with films, peace. And then he wrote, again, he replied, Hey, Rod and Karen, as you can tell by the first paragraph, it's not complete. I made a mistake by not finishing my point about Amal Villani's fellow actresses. and forgot to finish this sentence in the paragraph and say, Not to say that Brie Larson and Tiana Paris can't sell this. They can. Villani just steals the show throughout the Marvels. meant to say that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And uh yeah, uh, that's a pretty comprehensive thing. I think we may have even talked about this on the main show already. So, mm-hmm. you just kind of said like we're locked up. I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Um and I just for the sake of time, I won't just rehash what I was saying before, right but yes, everything you said. Lastly, reptile. I did a solo review of this movie. Um it's a movie I watched on Netflix. Uh, which reminds me I have another one I watched on Netflix I need to review soon. But uh, yeah, it's called Reptile. I got one comment from Pamela M8. Hello, Rod. I put this movie on my watch list. Sounds interesting enough, no doubt. Alicia Silverstone is looking good. As far as I know, she's still a vegan, so she probably minding her business, drinking water, eating vegetables, good on her. Yeah, when well, no vegetables going to the right places. Okay, she looked amazing in this film. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I normally try not to even talk about stuff like that on the on the show but I had to make an exception cuz uh I was it's just you don't I feel like Hollywood stops casting women at a certain age and body type and uh she looked like, you know, uh the, the super hot version of, you know, the 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 wife next door or whatever, you know, just it, just it just like I said, it's like I there's a film I'm about to review, I'll talk about it then, but they have a sheriff character who's like a woman sheriff in the middle of fucking nowhere in America. And of course she's like a super hot, like supermodel. And it's just like, I'm, I mean, there's hot women that aren't like, they don't have to look like they're Victoria's secret models. They, that that right. are also part of America and can act, but feels like Hollywood always cast the same type of woman, the same body type and stuff. Of so course. it was cool. All right, dog, that's it. For this review, Karen, thank you for this. Thank you. We'll be back with another movie review soon. Until then, peace.
1: Peace.